Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I installed a, I installed a microwave. Oh, sick. Above a stove. No you way. ever see those? Yeah, that's hard. They're so hard. That's, that's the most difficult thing I've ever done. That's as bad as uh, putting in like a blender and like a sink, a sink blender. Yeah, because like there's uh, there's a there's a bracket a on the wall. <laughs> it is though. There's a bracket. There's a bracket on the wall, and then the microwave like hooks into that bracket, and then you have to lift it to the cupboard that's above it, and then drill through the cupboard into the top of the dude, microwave. That's... So that's actually how it holds itself up. Damn, that sounds like <laughs> it was man shit, dude. dude. I was like, I'm not, I'm not man shit. Like, what is this? <laughs> well, dude, honestly, it reminds me of like when I had to get up on a like a fucking ladder. Like, I'm a small ass guy. I'm not really like. I'm not built for this. Right. I'm like yeah. standing up. Like my feet are like high as fuck, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like pressing the top ones up there. I'm like, this is. This is some shit. This, this is this is how it ends. Yeah, this is yeah, this is how I'm gonna fall, <laughs> break my bulk, my legs. I'm gonna be here by myself. I can't even. I don't have one of those like old people alarms. Yeah, life alert. Hell yeah, it's awesome. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour, Mike. What's going on, dude? We're sitting here in Studio Sixty One Forty Nine. And there's so much to talk about. Absolutely. We're here with our best friend, Angelo. Angelo, what's going on? How are you, buddy? It's actually the Hurdle Sound Lab, but... Hurdle Sound Lab. Yes. No. Studio 6149. <laughs> so what is the story behind that number? It's actually a blues reference, and the origi- that was on the original vocal booth when I started doing construction on the place. Oh, really? So, yeah. So this place was a vocal booth before, obviously? It was like a half of a vocal booth, and then when I saw it, I was like, it needs some changes. So... I came in here and I was like, hey, let's cut it in half, expand it, and build up. So it kind of creates this, uh, you know, kind of sound lab laboratory, you know, for for musicians. It's got a sweet feel. It's got the rustic on the outside and then you go into it and you're like, oh, this is like super legit. It's totally soundproof. Thank Uh, you. there's, There's a nice light in the back and then you got the microphone set up right in front. And then you got the window on the side. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, the the wood is actually like old school barn wood. So it's like super like, you know, represents the community around us. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty clutch. Is there like specific dimensions to get the most out of your sound lab? Or is it just whatever you feel like as long as it's soundproof? Well, obviously, when you're working in between small spaces, you have to work within your resources, mm-hmm. right? It's just about making sure that you can create something that is overall best quality. Because you can, like, make something that is kind of half-assed, but sounds like... Sure. You know, you don't want to record in, like, a bed mattress thing. (laughs) You know, you want to record in something nice that, you know, clearly took time to build and something that it sounds like, you know, as far as volume and density, pretty dead. You know, you want to record something in that space that makes it sound the best. So we're in Hurdle Sound Lab, if everybody didn't catch on. Do you want to tell them where exactly we are on Hurdle? We're right on the corner of uh, Norwalk and Hurdle. It's right next to Revolver Records. Um, the address is actually uh, 1453 Hurdle 
So that's if you want specifics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long have you been here for? Uh, we actually just opened up this July. So oh, really? we're yeah, we're like only like a year new, which is awesome. Um, everything was pretty much built. Me and one other guy, Johnny Genuso. His uh, family actually runs. Uh, uh, Grandma Morris. So, oh, okay. shout out to Charlie who runs uh, Grandma Morris. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. So it was really cool to get his help because uh, working with one other um, guy who does construction, we were able to put our like custom uh, touches on it, which really gave it that like rustic feel. But like kind of, you don't really know what it is. It's like you know what's what's in there. Let's go check it out. Type of feel. So um, yeah, I was really excited to not only. Uh, have a vocal booth in a like main uh, traffic area, but as well as having something that you know I could use for myself as well as others. Sure. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's dive into your origins, which started essentially as just a love for music, right? And then it kind of blossomed into what you do and who you are now, uh, not only like professionally but as a person. So do you want to touch on your overall history from, from the start and then give our viewers, like, what is going on? Back yeah, at Mohawk yeah. Place, man. Start there. Well, first, <laughs> well, we go way back, obviously. Yeah. So we've been friends for a long time. And, um, and I, you know, I guess it brings me to, you know, born in Buffalo. Um, I moved to L.A., but obviously came back to Buffalo to, you know, start this studio. Um I always grew up playing music with my dad. Um, we played the Beatles, so I was always a huge Beatles head, and um, you know that kind of you know aspect of like the Beatles, and always you know it was like what sing songs about like girls and love and peace and happiness. You go on like Ringo's Instagram, it's like peace and love, man, <laughs> peace and love. It's like yo, like I wish I could be at that level where all I would say is just peace and love. You know, just to have that harmony. Um, so I think the overall, like, you know, process is just being able to help people um, get to where they want to go musically. Because, you know, um, I came from a family of teachers. So they were always like, you know, you need to, you know, not like be a square or anything. But, you know, you need to have this and that. And you need to have the proper structure. And I was always kind of like the guy to be like oh like no like I don't want to do that like I'm not really listening to authority and just kind of like you know off on my own tangent or thinking about my own thing but using that aspect of hey you know sitting back down and kind of keeping myself on the ground and being like hey you know these are the things that I need um, so it's kind of about giving back and like that's like my overall point is you know finding someone who has talent a lot of talent being able to help them as far as playing shows and um, not only like being a composer and writing music for like my own releases but just to be able to um, yeah pursue my passion of the the love of music so I like that so do you want to touch on the genre of music which I guess is kind of an extremely loaded question but where you're kind of floating through the entire musical sphere uh, for your music specifically well, if you take, uh, you know, like a Grizz or a big gigantic or a Grizzmatic type feel with the live instrumentation and the live saxophone um, and kind of smash that with like electronic vibes and, you know, literally any great singer that I can find and I can kind of press 
into the track and be like, wow, like this is super fitting. We're going to put this song out great. Um, you know, it's live electronics. So you're, you know, not only recording, you know, live aspects, but, you know, you're not going to hear a lot of like wubbing in my music. You're not going to hear, you know, you're going to hear very melodic type structures that I, I write. You know, being like a composer, I like writing stuff that, you know, um, expands over time. You know, nothing that is just like repetitive and that's just like gang, gang, gang. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to write a three minute song on, you know, money and right. girls and drugs and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. So going back a little bit too, you said that you started writing stuff or at least playing music with your dad. When did you then transfer that into, I want to start doing live shows for people and like talking about your first persona, I am Angelo, like that, that whole phase, what got you into that? And what was that process like to start with? I want to say that it had to do a lot with like the travel. Because, you know, when you're, like, by yourself doing these car rides, like, from Buffalo to Los Angeles and back and forth, and, like, you're doing everything, like, yourself, you realize, like, all right, like, it's not going to be an easy path, but, you know, as long as you, you know, stay structured, you're going to get there. So, I think it was... Well, you drove? I've driven, yeah, to Los Angeles to Buffalo, Buffalo to Los Angeles. Why don't you fly? (laughs) Honestly, I have too. And I like to do the drive. But it's like, like I've done it. I've done that. I've taken a scooter. I've done all the things. <laughs> no, all right, that's, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I would prefer to drive. You know, you get right. the, you get the week. You get to explore. Like <laughs> keyword week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keyword. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure you got a good car. You got to make sure you got food, an emergency kit. <laughs> like yeah. you don't want to just go Fair out. Tire. <laughs> Preferably a Jeep. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's like, you don't want to just like be like, yeah, I actually did the flight and just had $300 with me. And I was like, all right, well, I need all my stuff. So mm-hmm. I ended up putting everything in like a crate and having it shipped. And, you know, it's just like how you do the move, right? Mm-hmm. How sure. you want to land in another location is like up to you. You know, it's the personal journey. And it's like right after I, I met you, honestly, it was like. You know, playing shows at like what Extreme Wheels and Mohawk and like place. Mohawk Place. Oh my God, and rip. Does that place still exist? No, rest in peace. Right? Someone's <laughs> buying it, though, aren't they? I I hope so. I think and someone's buying it. I the that's a, one thing that I love about Buffalo, though, is that you know you have people that have the money to to make the renovations and they come and they and they want it and that's like why I was like I want to build something of like my own that I can have and. Yeah, dude. I hope that someone does build that. I was, a, there are so many shows. Not only me, yeah. but like, there's a ton of people who are... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I was legendary. at a show there. and My, my buddy Steve will remember this. Um, we It was like... Or maybe it was my friend Tom. Anyway, regardless, it was like this crazy like 40-piece band that got up there. And it was just all singers. And all that they were doing was just repeating, get wild, that extreme wheels. That's the whole song. I'm like, where are we? What Those are, we are the best here? types of clients, though. Like, literally, when they come in and they're in their booth and they're like, yeah, like, we got the best tune ever. And they'll take, like, literally five hours to record and they'll say, like, the same thing over and over again. And, like, it's fun. Like, I don't, I have no preference. I'm not going to tell you no. I'm not going to yeah. tell you that your song's bad. I'm just going to be like, that sounded 
freaking great, and you should come back. And do you have a sequel to that song? It's great because it deserves like a sequel. So, you know, it's just about like, hey, people's preference, and I think that's what's been a lot of fun for me is like waking up and like having the patience to like work with people that, you know, hey, you want to like rap about whatever you want. I'm gonna be there. I'll be supporting. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. I'll be supporting. You, you know, that's so. awesome. So back in, in the, the I Am Angela phase, and I keep going back to this because this is where I first met you. It's totally cool. Um, I love so it, So like back then, and contrary, I, I think, and you can correct me, of what you're doing now, you did a lot of vocals back then, whereas now you're doing mixing. What, when did that switch come in? Well, it's actually, I'm doing like more writing. Right? Okay, gotcha. So like what I'll do is with the Edlo tracks, I'll write a full instrumental, um, write all the words, sing the song to myself, record like demo takes and then send those takes to like the singer and then she'll send me a demo back of like kind of this like crunchy ass like recording (laughs) and then it'll be her singing and I'll be like wow like I'll know within like five seconds whether or not I want to like work with somebody or not and um, and if it if it flows and it's going well then I'll usually be like hey come in let's record it and if it gets to the point where it's like really something that like sounds good and I'm excited about then it usually comes goes out on release so I think the only difference between I wish I could have been at this level at I am Angelo days or like younger days um or I wish I would have known at that level what I know now um because I feel like you know maybe I would have been smarter in different aspects you know like knowing that you know, you don't have to, like, live anywhere else to do music. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, you know, in Buffalo specifically, they feel that they need to live out of Buffalo. And I don't think that that's the case. That's a, that's a really good point because a lot of people feel like Buffalo doesn't offer a lot when if you grind, it offers exactly what you need. It, and I feel that. Yeah. And, and I've lived in other places and, you know, I've talked to other people. And it's just about what you can gather. You know, it's it's... Yeah, other you can sign to a label that probably won't book you for five or six months, or you can talk to someone that actually likes your music that'll give you an opening at a show that they're gonna give you two hundred dollars for. You know, so it really is a niche thing, and I think it's about knowledge too. Like if you, you know, have a set of music that you want to make, and you have a you know group of people that want to come out and listen to that. Doesn't matter what genre it is, as long as you have the tickets sold, you're you're good as gold. I think a lot of that too is based on population. If you consider oh. even like comedians, they'll automatically assume that any comedian has to go to New York, L.A., Chicago, Detroit, just so that they can get like the better clubs. When in reality, it's just that those cities have a larger population of comedians that are just grinding in that one location to make something. Well, it's you know, so if enough people here are doing that same thing, we can kind of grow Buffalo into a staple of hey, this is a major city for this one specific thing. Exactly. For now, it's it's drinking and right. pizza and, bills. Yeah. and the bills. But you know, I mean, we're we're getting there. Yeah, it's like I definitely love pizza, and <laughs> I mean, you know, like that's the thing. You never find good pizza in LA that's a right. fact fact so you know like you just gotta have like it's a fine line like do you want to be stuffing your face with pizza all day or like yes. you want to have some balance oh, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know like you you know it's like hey like I think that's what life's about is just making sure that your balance is on yeah you know cause you can 
I use Buffalo as like a stepping stone, as like a transitional city. I can still have my studio here, but I can also be everywhere else all the time. Sure. You know, like people are always like, oh, are you in Buffalo? Like, right at this given moment, I might not be, but like I will be eventually or sure. vice versa. And I think like that type of freedom, you know, is like one, what gets music out there. And like, if you're not doing that, like you're really holding yourself back and you're limiting yourself because, you know, I feel like it doesn't matter what you're selling, could be paper, you know, it could be like Dumbling Mishler. <laughs> like, you know, we'd be working for the office right now or right. something. Absolutely. You know, like So going back <laughs> to, to the yeah, <laughs> going back to the just to end the I am Angelo phase, we we like to talk about what gave you the influence to call yourself the way that you are. And obviously, like you are Angelo, so I am Angelo makes sense. Will you transition to this new name? And I realize I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. It's How okay. do you correctly pronounce it? It's Idlo. Okay, I was pronouncing it Adalo, but whatever. It's okay. Everybody uh, has that certain way of how they like to. I mean, to be fair, I literally said Avinci. Avinci, <laughs> yeah. Leave it so what, what does that mean? And what's the references there? All right, so it actually has a deeper meaning than you think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's dive in, dude. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. So, so when I came up with the I Am Angelo, it's actually like a way that I would introduce myself. Hi, I'm Angelo. Sure. You know? Um, when I like evolved into like the mindset that I essentially have now and like moving and travel and freedom and you know everything that I learned in Los Angeles Idlo is actually my middle name so Angelo Idlo Marinelli is my full name I wanted to use my middle name as my artist name kind of like a Ray Charles Ray Charles uh, Robinson is his full name you would never know that Robinson is Ray Charles last name Mm -hmm. but Charles is like his middle name and I found that out actually after and um originally the story goes when i was younger my mom and my dad were naming me names and my dad goes i want to name him idlo and that's my dad's dad and angelo is actually my mom's dad so i got both my grandparents or my grandfather's names um and my mom was like absolutely not like no way like david you're wrong like you know (laughs) like we're not naming our boy idlo and, and David, you know, my dad's like, what about David? And my mom's like, no. <laughs> like, definitely <laughs> Even not. worse. Even worse, <laughs> right? And my dad, like, being who he is, he, like, comes out, like, you know, so, you know, awesome as he is. He, he's like, all right, his name is Angelo Idlo Marinelli, you know, and that's how I got my name. And as a tribute to my grandfather that I never knew, Idlo, um, I kind of write music under that, you know, aura. Sure. So, yeah, my, that's my middle name as well. That's the most Italian name I've ever heard. Yeah, it's like yes, pizza, like... pasta, lasagna. <laughs> like, yeah, it's you couldn't get more, like, you could throw some, like, silverware down the stairs. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Get, yeah, so. That's awesome. So I, when did that transition occur to you to, to separate yourself from that I Am Angelo brand and to move towards this Idlo brand? Um, honestly, the move transition after like California rush kind of moving back and forth and just realizing how small, you know, the, the United States is like Mm. that you can literally get in a car and with the money that you have, just leave like no problems, no questions asked. And like, it's the people that stick with you that like, like you, for example, like you've, you know, you're a good dude. You, you know, have, um, you know, stuck by and always like, hey, dude, what's going on? It's about that, you know, finding those people that legitimately care and withering out the people that don't. 
Sure. You know, and, and that's what I think it's really, it's a funny thing because you, you'll have people that come out of the woodwork that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, know, but though, like that's, those are the relationships that are like most cherishable. Yeah. So I think those, that's really cool. That's awesome. So at some point too, you decided. I love this. Yeah, he's just like he's the most motivational guy, and you talking about your motivation just kills it with him. Oh, yeah. Because so it's I awesome. can't. I, I'm like speechless. I'm like, all right, well, hold on. So like, did you make a left on the ninety? Or like, how did you get out? <laughs> yes. I love yes. it, dude. Like that's yes. that's what you got to do though, because that's I mean, literally. Well, first of all, you got you. I've gotten way too many tickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like set cruise control. I've gotten in way too many tr- like too much trouble already. I I'm still paying it off. No. <laughs> um, you actually take a left on the ninety. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's the biggest no, thing is just most people get so stuck in a rut of just the status quo, graduate from high school, go to college for two to four years, get a job, get married, have a kid all by 35, and then start working on putting a floor in your house. Right. You know, and it's like, dude, there's so many more things that you can do. Even if you leave Buffalo for like what, a can... year and a half and then come back, you, you'll you just understand how much more is going on inside the U.S. It's just insane. It is. And, and you do that drive and you realize like what the whole United States is essentially like going through as well. Like you yeah. pass like farms and cows but you also pass industrial like urban like you know there's just so much to offer and i feel like you know if you can use you know other aspects of your life to like water your own grass essentially yeah do it don't sure. don't you know be like i need to like rip the whole grass apart and like get new soil like no like learn how to garden learn that what kind of grass you want to grow right you know that's, like, that's my favorite saying like grass is green on the other side sorry, no it's not. it's not if, if no. you water your own grass exactly it'll be greener than your your neighbor and your bank will still grow yeah you know what i mean and i think it that's like the one thing where people kind of maybe like lo- lose out on you know and i and i feel like people like us that are like we're builders right we're starting podcasts we're building studios you know and i think it's our job to remind people to that it's okay to like, hey, to create, like get out like of your own element and, you know, do something that like your friend wouldn't normally do, you know? So I think it's about taking risks as well, you know, because, you know, I've failed a lot, but have I really like failed at all? No, I've sharpened my tools, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've really like, you know, it helped me build the sound booth. So it's like you use that in different aspects, I feel. Get juice, man. My palms are starting to sweat. Good, let's go. Yeah, I'm let's all go. I know. I'm ready to so, just walk hey, out. You got me. Sorry, I might need some more Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I got you. Let's go. Thank you. Appreciate so, that. Taking risks, yeah. just because we're talking about that right now, and taking risks that help build uh, a future, basically, it also helps you get rewarded in different ways as well, which we have to talk about. You worked with Robbie Takek of the Hoover Dolls. Uh, do you want to talk about how that whole interaction started and what direction you went after that because that had to have been an eye-opening experience not everybody gets to work with Robbie Takeout. it was definitely one of the most eye-opening most rewarding thank you very much really no appreciate it um, most rewarding but yet challenging experiences here's why so I had an investor at the time and he didn't really like understand my vision he was just like yeah I'll give you the money like go and create and like we knocked off one song that I have in my vault of like songs 
and we got to hire like uh you know buffalo legends you know and that that was like i was super young you know and being able to be in gcr and have that experience um i couldn't have done it with like out jay zubricki and people that like work at the studio um you know and i've spent so much time there that they were like hey like you should you know let me show this to robbie like let's see what you know what he can offer and I was super stoked. I went home. I was like, Mom, like, I'm working with, you know, whoever. Because, you know, when you're a little kid, you want to, like, prove to everybody that Absolutely. you can actually do something. Yeah, I'm still doing that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're, you got more than most, my friend. So, you know, and then my mom was like, hey, like, you know, let's make it, you know, let's do awesome, man. It was like, my, I have the best parents in the world. Like, they support me 100%. They were like, go for it, you know. Um, I remember staying up all night making the track and not getting any sleep the night before I went into the studio and like kind of tripping out a little bit, like kind of like being like, you know, when you hit 12 hours or 72 hours of no sleep and you're like seeing things that aren't there and like, you're like, whoa. And like, I'm going through this experience with Robbie and the creation process was exactly like what I would have always imagined. Um, It was it was priceless. Like it was well worth the $1,500 that my investor paid for it. The biggest learning experience or part from it was that I wish I was so young and had that money to finish that album that, you know, we, you know, had set in stone or whatever. Um, because, you know, my investor at the time pulled out and he was like, you know, you need to have a band and you need to have all of this stuff. And, and I was like, no, like you don't understand. You could be one person and still make your own stuff and have one other person, you know, play saxophone with you. Like in, you, you know, people didn't really understand the concept of like hybrid acts, sure. you know? And, um, yeah, I, you know, essentially only got one song done and then I wasn't able to finish the rest of the album with Robbie. And then that was like my learning experience of like, Hey, if you're going to do this, you need to make sure that you have the money to work with the people that you want to work with because it's a money game. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how good you are, regardless of, you know, people may like you, you still have to pay for studio time. Sure. You still have to pay for your artwork. You There's certain things that you just have to do. Unfortunately, like, that's how, like, it works, you know. But it made me also realize to not give up on this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, I had an awesome opportunity I can't finish what I, you know, started that I, you know, kind of seeked out to, like, make an album with him. However, I got, like, that song that still sits in my vault that I listen to as inspiration if I need to that, you know, is mainly for me, you know. Sure. And, and I think when it comes down to it, um, that was the one pivotal aspect where I'm like, all right, if he can't do anything with this, if no one is going to believe in me, if I have to do it myself, I'm going to raise what I need to. I'm going to be that person and I'm going to make it happen for, for myself. You know, it may seem like, oh, that's selfish. No, it's, it's business. Absolutely. And if, you know, you have your own aspects and your own money, your own network, your own connections, you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, you can work with who you want to. You know, you don't have to... You know, I, I, I love all the studios in the area. I've worked at a lot of them. I have gotten all my experience from working with people that I love working with and paying those people. You know, so a lot of my money 
has been to those, you know, photographers, videographers, sound engineers. It's just about paying your way and learning from those people what you want to learn and using that in your own aspect to make people, you know, sound the way that they want to sound. Sure. So that was like, you know, because a lot of people would be like, oh, like, you know, did you expect this or expect that? But at the same time, that is more rewarding to me and learning and going through life experiences it's way worth fifteen hundred dollars you know no doubt yeah so it's more so just learning hey you can pay for anything you know as sad as that sounds like you know it's like with music there really has to be a goal and it really has to be a team behind you and you know you really have to know what you want and you like not your label not like the, the manager that gets 15%, not anyone else that signs you. And like that's like what it comes down to because you can get that whole blue check mark and be verified or you can be someone who literally makes a whole living off of doing what they love because, right. you know, you're just who you are, yeah. you know, and that's like kind of my pivotal sure. aspect because, yeah, I, I loved working with Robbie. It was it was great. I rock out to that song all the time. It's called Mary Posa. I remember he was sitting there. He was like, what do you want to name the song? And I was like, I don't really know, man. And he was like, butterflies? And I was like, I don't really like that. <laughs> and, and he was like, what about, you know, this? And I was like, what about if you put, like, butterflies in Spanish? You know? And he was like, oh, like, okay, cool, like, Mary Posa. And that's how we got, like, the song name. So I think, like, for me, the most fun part is a creation sure. is like the process you know because like yeah i love art and i love just design and so like when it comes to like titles and names and all that stuff i i just love it it's great. that's awesome man yeah it's beautiful dude thank you so talking about just your career how many songs if you had to put a number on it have you created <laughs> look at his eyes <laughs> his eyes are like dude he's <laughs> like dude what are you talking <laughs> about <laughs> Like what? thousands? Oh yeah, yeah. Like easy. Like within the last like couple, like year, like yeah. Since like I met you, like Dude. probably well over like fifty thousand. Like, Seriously. In my laptop, I have like probably twenty thousand alone. So where does the creativity and inspiration come from for these? Dude, I mean... I feel like at some point, they would all sound the same if I was to make it. Yeah, seriously. Like, I felt like, like I would I get to one the point... Beat. We have a cocktail section in our in our podcast where I break it down and I start beatboxing so I can beatbox. And we've lasted like five episodes and then I started repeating them because I'm just not that creative. Yeah, like, what, do you, in the world what do, you do you do? You have like a bowl of Fruit Loops and all of a sudden you've got like new inspiration? <laughs> no, no. It, it really comes down to like different sounds. And, like, if you can take one sound that you like and, like, find other different sounds, you got yourself a shitload of, like, songs. Like, and I don't even mean to be like this, but, like, if you're sitting there and you're, like, playing with different notes and you're, like, you hear, like, you're, like, okay, I'm going to press, like, a C chord or a C note. And you're, like, I'm going to play through all my fucking plugins and, like, sounds. And you're, like, oh, that'll match with this plugin and this note. It's just fucking endless. Like, and I don't even mean to be like that, but like, I just sit there and I just get lost in the sauce because I'm just like, like this from like the time that like I was like super young, like I have all these stems and like, that's what I, 
like trying to encourage people that come and work with me is like I like to give you your parts. If you work at a studio, you got to go to that studio to get your parts. Mm -hmm. You can use parts in the same key beats per minute that I've created that essentially that I've created like since I was like real young that I use still now that are like drum kick sounds and snare sounds and snaps and it's just about I think really I kind of take a hermit mentality with it and it's like you kind of like pop your head up and like get what you want and pull, pull back down and like pop your head back up and like it's like grabbing all those little parts to like make all this different music you know so like that's what I'm saying it's just about like if you hear something being like oh shit I'm gonna take this microphone right now and I'm gonna record what it sounds like like sampling stuff like it's just like Music for me is, is it's fucking ruined. Yeah. Like I can't listen to anything the same or like like if I'm like I hear a good song, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how it was made. He probably used the blah 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 blah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's like it's like if you're a professional athlete, it's like do you watch other other tournaments? Probably, you know. Like Do you critique other music? Like, oh they should have done it this way. I have some people that will reach out to me and be like, Hey, I'd love to get your feedback. And I'm never the one to be like, oh, yeah, you're sh- this is shit. This is fucking awful. Like, <laughs> like no. Like, I'm always, like, decently nice because I've been around a lot of people who are, like, kind of slimy like that. And, like, that's why, I, you know, you can, you can word things kind of nice. You can oh, yeah. still be like, <laughs> you can still be like, yeah, I really don't fuck with this. Like, <laughs> like, but still be like, oh, yeah, man, like, your stuff is really good. Keep working, you know. You have some really good sounds in there. I really like what you did at this part. You know, maybe work at this part. I think it's just about the psych of it, you know, just like how you word things. Sure. You know, because if, if, if you really don't like something like, yeah, flat out, like, but if someone's paying you for a service, you don't want to necessarily be rude. Sure, absolutely. So I think there's a fine line between, <laughs> between that stuff. So when it comes to making the music, what instruments do you not play? that you would love to learn how to play? Because I feel like you know everything. I mean, that's very nice of you to say that I know Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely don't know everything. I would love if I knew fucking everything. <laughs> to be honest, I'd be like... <laughs> uh, you would never leave. <laughs> right. You yeah, would literally yeah, just sit in front of would be here. fucking locked. <laughs> I would be in here like... My brain would get like Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, I'd be... <laughs> Yeah, dude, it would it would be a dangerous thing to be honest. So, so what's your what are your main like set of instruments, and then what do you wish you if you could pick so, like four? So my like main instruments are drums, piano, and like orchestral strings because I love one making a beat or starting off with piano. You know, you can always like just take a, a beat pad and just yeah. you know lay down a simple beat or. If you're messing with like a chord and you can lay down your chord and you can be like, wow, I could lay down a beat to that. So it really is just like a toss up between one, how you want to start your song or what you want your song to sound like. So um, as far as like back to like what I wish I would play, I wish I could play more like saxophone. Because if I could be like the sax man, shit, it'd be like, then then it would be dangerous. Because then I would just like go down hurdle and like... The community would eat that up. Right. I would be like getting tips left and right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That would be my bread and butter right yeah. there. Like buy a house in Clarence with that money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. 
<laughs> no, so but, sick. No, but I think it really comes down to, like, finding what you like and, and just, like, learning more of it, right? Like, I love synths, so, like, synth sounds, like, I'm a music, like, nerd, so I'm like, oh, Nord Electros and Roland Yamahas and, and just, I love just... Right. Everything. Yeah, I'm all totally following everything you just said. Absolutely. <laughs> I know all of that. <laughs> well, okay, so Yamaha's are the brands. He's like motorcycle? Yeah, yeah like right. R1. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He's so. like, no, you're dumb. <laughs> no. 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 But yes. They're, they're like literally brands. So it's so, just like Harley or right. <laughs> anything like that. So talking about the Buffalo music scene. We're obviously not in it because we're not musically talented whatsoever. Literally, yeah, but yeah, that's what, get me. From your standpoint, do you feel like the Buffalo music scene is? Are there a lot of talented people out there that I need a space to the, record? The, yeah, okay. I I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think that Buffalo needed more of it. Yeah, because I feel like one, what you're you're like in a house full of roommates that like you can't like make a lot of noise or like you're living with your parents. And, like, they, like, are, like, son, get a job. Like, you know, so, like, they're, like, harping on you. You know, and it's, like, it's, like, you want somewhere where you can create that you're not going to pay an arm and a leg for. You don't want to go to a studio that you're paying 60 an hour for, you know, like, what? You're just messing around with ideas and, like, you're not going to create something final, but you're just messing around. That's why I was, like, you know, I want to create a middle ground where I'm, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to put in a lot of my own time. But it's fucking worth it. Yeah. Because you have a lot of people that come back to you. A lot of people that, like, need the help. And it's, like, yeah, it's everything that we're based off of at the Sound Lab. Because even, like, the people that I've hired under me, you know, the Sound Lab offers literally help. And I wish I had that help when I was here. Sure. Because then I wouldn't have, like, thought that I would have had to go somewhere else. You know, it's, like, that mentality of... You know, oh, I need to learn from this. Yeah, it was super beneficial. But if Buffalo were to offer me a space where, you know, now it does, you know, but that I could come and, like, create and, like, not have anybody harp on me or, like, clock me for time or, like, you know, it's just about freely. Like, those are the best ideas. Those are, like, you know, if you're going to take a shot in the dark at, like, a million hits or, like, making a hit, yeah, you can pay for it. Yeah, you can be on a label and... But if you make something that is like, wow, this is the best fucking song I have ever made in my entire life, holy shit. Like, that's more my vision for my clients. Because, you know, if someone can put their whole life into a song and it changes them for the better, that's why I'm doing it. You know, if they can come in and they can be like rapping about COVID or rapping about schools closing down or like... Their mom dying or what, whatever. I don't, it's, that's your life. Right. Like, preach about your life, you know? Like, it's my job to make sure that you can get that outlet. Right. You know, because a lot of people don't have that outlet. And what do they do? They resource to violence. Mm-hmm. They're off smacking bitches. Like, right. I don't mean to even put it like that, but they're off doing things that they're not good people. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, if they were to have that outlet, it, the world would be less violent. It would be, you know, it would be more peaceful. Sure. So I was like, okay, you know, hey, come. Like, you know, like, if I need to give you a couple free hours, by all means, like, 
I'm gonna lock your ass in here, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you freely create. I'm gonna trust you to not take my studio or anything, <laughs> yeah. and like that's why I lock shit up. But like at the same time, like I like to give the people that I work with freedom. If I would have had the freedom and the tools that I have now, I may have been in a different predicament then, mm-hmm. or position or situation. But then again, at the same time, I think I have the opportunity to do what many people would love to or, or, or whatever, you know. And, and I think that's why I have a lot of fun at, at this. Because yeah. between like growing up and doing it, when you knew me, I was more so trying to figure out if I was able to make it at this type of, you know, level as far as living off of it. You know, when you're a kid and you're like, I play piano or I play guitar, like, good for you, dude. Like, like everybody does. Yeah. Like, but what is, it is funny because like, yeah, it's like everybody does. But like, what is the one thing that sets you apart? And like, me, I like to be able to offer everything. Like, studio time. Yeah. You want a song, all genres. Like, you want to come to me, you know, I can, you know, it, I'm going to learn how to do that, and I'm going to help you with that, you know? If it's booking shows or, you know, stuff like that. I just, you know, try to indulge myself with a lot of things that, you know, I love. Yeah. So That's awesome, because kind of a similarity between what you do and what we're doing on a, on a sm- much smaller level, but... We're not the people to go out and pay for promotions. Like, we want to get to a point where we are at this so regularly that people are paying attention to us and not have to pay somebody to say, throw this out on your famous platform and try to get us views. Right. Because, like, what you're doing and what you're talking about is let's build from the ground up and make this sustainable because this is something we want. Because not you, something that we can just pay for. Exactly. Because you don't get that gratification from there. So, I mean,. I love what you're doing here. He loves what you're doing here. Thank it's you just much. this awesome platform where you can come here, use your space, and get advice from somebody that is successful doing the exact same thing that you're doing. Thank you. It's really cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, I that's why I was pumped as soon as you hit me up. I was like, oh, yeah, they want to do a podcast? I'm super pumped. <laughs> well, not only... I was like, it's kind of like a reunion, but um, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like... Hey, it's a blast from the past, you yeah. know. If if you can see someone years later and be like, "Hey, like, what did you learn and what did you learn?" Mm-hmm. Like, those are the best types of friendships and and relationships. Yeah. So, so how would somebody get a hold of you to do a session or to get right. some studio time? I'm pretty available to the public. You can knock uh, on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously though, like if you see me hanging in the back, like. Yeah. <laughs> fucking feel free like, yeah. like is that him <laughs> oh yeah that's him that's knock on the door like stalk his life yeah no it really comes down to like one i have a like a business number for the hurdle sound lab that you can google on oh, google okay. maps so you can like google maps hurdle sound lab if you're ever trying to like book a session contact my business line i don't know by heart to be honest because nice. i just got it because yeah. i had two i had so many people hitting my personal lineup that I'm like, I can't have this. Like, so, like, that was, like, one of, like, the, the one thing, the new thing that I had to learn of, like, being, like, a business owner. is like, yeah. don't necessarily put your personal number out there, mm-hmm. even though, like, you can probably Google my name and get my personal number. Right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, but, yeah, no, you can hit me up directly. Um, usually a lot of my clients or, ref- 
our referrals and our friends of friends or friends of friends of friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, any social media DM contact me directly, and you can just book a session, and it's as simple as that. You just can come in and yeah, have your instrumental, and I'll give you all your parts, and it, it's awesome because yeah, I I want what you want. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for recording or you know, this is definitely the first podcast we filmed in the Hurdle Sound Lab, so I was, you know, super stoked to have you guys through. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah, so this is this is awesome. Um, um, but yeah, if, you know, people are looking for sessions, it's really just personal contact. Yeah. I think that's the smartest way to want to do business. And yeah, having the Sound Lab is open to the public. Um, but like I said, you know, it's pretty exclusive. So, you know, if like I don't get your message or like... You know, you kind of have to, like, you know, put yourself out there as yeah. well. You know? What is your social media, just so people can find you? Well, my music social media is Edlo Music. Okay. Can um, you spell it for sure. people? Sure. E-D-A-L-O. Which makes sense why I thought it was Edalo for a very long time. Right, right. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I don't blame you. A lot of people are, like, pronounced, like, the A yeah. in it. So, um, yeah, it's just Edlo Music and then the Sound Lab... Um, Insta is Hurdle Sound Lab, so at Hurdle Sound Lab, which is super the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's easy. Yeah, super easy. Um, yeah, and I wanted to just create something that was that simple. Yeah. So, final question, or if we have more, but like, what is the next step for you? Like, what what do you hope to either expand to, or like, what is your next target that you want to hit? My next target would definitely be releasing a lot of just great music um just as far as like making hits yeah. you know like there's difference between making songs that sit in your computer but there are also songs that you love as well that also do well for like the mm-hmm. singer that you feature so you know if i can within the next six to 12 months hit a million that's kind of where my focus or goal is at you know my goal Six months ago was to build a sound lab or just my own personal studio, um, and now that we're at the light of the end of the tunnel for this, um, yeah, it's just about now taking a little bit of a breather and taking a step back and uh, seeing what I really want to do and, and moving forward and you know expanding sound labs to different cities um, and really just touring nationwide. Um, I will always play shows in Buffalo. Um, but you know, after having that last headlining tour last March, I would love to you know set myself up with um, a next headlining tour when everything comes down with COVID and um, just to continue that role. So speaking of that, you, you got a billboard recently, didn't you? I did. You yes. want to talk about that? Uh, You're famous yeah. man. No, I, no. <laughs> hey, cheers, brother. I appreciate cheers. that. Uh, it was, um, man, it was a blessing. It was something that I'm honestly super grateful for because it was, it was a kind of like a dream. Like I woke up and like, I was like, oh man, like I really, I was like calling my, my cousins and my, my family members. And I was like, man, you know, my goal for this year is like a billboard. That would be awesome. Like, and like, I'm like thinking like billboards are like hella expensive. Like I don't have that type of dough yet. You know, like, what am I going to take out a loan to, like, pay for a billboard the last, like, month? Like, no. So I got contacted by Rock Rock Autism Music Festival, and they featured me to play their music festival. 
and he was like, hey, if you give up your portion of payment, um, you could be on a billboard. And I was like, like what? Like you can just take my portion of like, I think we're getting paid, you know, like a, like first of all, like that should go to charity. Yeah. But like, you know, hey, if it all goes to charity and if it's a bigger cause and we get, you know, this, oh, okay, cool. Sure. I was like, I looked at the phone like, oh and God. I was like, yeah, I was like, take my, take it, yeah. whatever, absolutely. And I remember it just being on Chippewa in Delaware, right next to Delaware North, um, and getting a call and being like, hey, from Max Moscato, being like, hey, dude, come down, come check it out. And I remember just being like, dude, that is sick. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit, like, yeah, like, it was a blessing. It was nothing but, like, something that I'm, like, extremely grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, hey, it's one of those things that I, yeah, always dreamed of. Yeah. You know, and it's little, little things like that that I think if those things become a reality for you, you're on the right path. Yeah. You know, you got to follow your heart. You got to follow your gut. You know, but if you're, you know, seeing that life rewards you in ways um, that is meant for you than it is yeah. you know so, so what was that rock autism event and is this going to be a thing going forward or was that a one time thing no well to be honest I've like played rock autism festivals for like the last like couple of years oh really yeah and and I'm all for like playing for charity mm-hmm. and playing for events and you know giving up your portion of the money like I mean they only like pay you like like spoiler alert like they only pay you like 100 or 200 bucks anyway to like play these things and, like, if you're giving your money away to, like, better the earth sure. or, like, charity or whatever, like, fucking do it. Like, yeah. make the world a better place and play because you love to do it and you're helping out other things. Don't necessarily, like, there's a give and take, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but, yeah, Rock Autism, they, they do an excellent job of putting on festivals and raising money and everything. So, uh, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to play Rock Autism Festival moving forward. I'm... You know, trying to do, um, you know, more nationwide tours sure. and, and stuff like that, especially after my last one. So it was more so just like a like a stepping stone mm-hmm. that I'm grateful for the experience. For. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of tours on a national level, do you have anything that you're trying to do in the future, or is everything kind of on hold right now? Um, no. To be you honest, no. I can. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be like one of those artists that are like, yeah, like I can't tell you, <laughs> like I'm under contract. Wait till August 31st like, and you'll yeah, find 30, out. Yeah, like no, but, <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, is if you liked me that much, you would still tune in August sure. 31st, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that's all. That's all facade. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, yeah, no, my what I'm working on, like I said, is a lot of new music and like book and tour. So you'll just see me releasing a lot of good music and yeah i'm working on an upcoming tour for 2021 um i'm you're never gonna see me book like whole months worth of tours uh i'm gonna pull a rick ross on this one and and be like just because it's just too much work and too much money and like if you can do it strategically and just weeks at a time it's like an average vacation you go out you play headlining show shows monday through friday and you're good. Yet you make just as equal amount of fans, profit. Literally, my first tour, I broke even, which was awesome. Yeah. Like I made all the money the first the first day. That's sick. I literally left Derek with zero dollars. Uh, like the morning, I had zero dollars, and I totaled my car too. Like that oh, same really? that same day, like my car was shot, 
Wow. I had, yeah, I had to I had to use another family member's car, and um, Jesus. I made all the money for tour the night of the Buffalo headliner. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so I I think I made like seven eight hundred bucks, which covered me for travel and gas and food, you know, because you don't want to like fucking eat McDonald's, yeah. right? And you know, you want to have like PB and J or like. Was that that night that I saw you? Yeah, that was that night. Yeah, yeah I remember you didn't go on until like two thirty a.m. <laughs> I was I was standing in the crowd and I'm like, woof, this is oh that was late. a Mohawk show. Yeah, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was. Yeah, that was long ago, but yeah, <laughs> that, hey, I appreciate you being there. Absolutely. And man. hey, man, yeah, I appreciate just the good vibes and and the love and the support and you guys, you know, featuring me for this. That's, yeah, course, that's huge, yeah. Yeah, we Thank appreciate you so being here, much. too. So everybody, go check out his Instagram. Go check out his Spotify and all of his musical um, platforms that you do, Edlo, E-D-A-L-O. We'll link it in the description. And Angela, man, thank you so much for being yeah, on. My pleasure, brother. Absolutely. My, thanks for having me. Appreciate really you. appreciate it. Take care, guys. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.